0: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Back on primetime action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, and Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could hang with us. Moments away from Stanley Cup Finals hockey, where uh, a lot of money's changing hands up here on the set. That could happen. Quick review. Right before our eyes. You have r- r- Rantman. That's correct. And Makar. Correct. Kelly has
2: Stamkos and Palat. Mm-hmm. And I am on Kucherov and McKinnon. So Kelly
4: is all in on the Lightning. Yes. You and I split.
2: Yes. Did you? Know I that? had to do that. It was <laughs> yeah, that was an emotional thing. That uh, was an emotional thing.
3: How's our plus 150 series
2: best looking? At? Yeah, not so good. No, not, oh, not, not,
4: not so great. <laughs> not, not so great. I wish I had a feel for whether or not oh, the Lightning, they can come back on anybody. This will be their third, you know, they've won two championships in a row versus, oh, no, they finally met their match, and they're about to get right. housed again. Yeah, Yeah, right. they just got yeah. hammered
3: 7 to nothing. Yeah, Is right. that how the game ended? Was it 7? Seven? Seven. Okay. Yeah,
4: it was a full touchdown and extra point.
3: Yeah, yeah I, hey. I, had, I had it on
4: the side TV. Right, Do we take away my side TV here,
3: it's, co- it's coming back. Okay. Oh, boy. I, don't I think. <sighs> don't worry, I'll get it down there. I'll, I'll get it down below for you.
4: Oh, uh, it's okay. I'm up here. That's all right. All right. Four, all right. four to two old miss. Let's update all the scores.
3: Let's do that. Pirates up on the Cubs, three to nothing. That game in the third inning right now. Uh, top of the third inning, the Pirates minus 570. Cubs plus 410, 8.5 is your live. Should toy. we just
2: should we fanboy out real quick?
3: Yeah, fanboy.
2: So O'Neal Cruz, who who I mean, he reached on an error, so it wasn't like he, mm-hmm. he crushed the ball or anything like that. But he he did tag up from third base on a on a fly ball. And he was home in about one quarter of a second, somehow. <laughs> like, it right. was just, it was ridiculous how fast he
4: was. He's very six foot seven shortstop.
3: The uh, By- y- Yankees with a one to nothing lead over the Rays that game in the top of the fourth inning. Yankees minus 250 live, Rays plus 205, five and a half year live total. Red Sox up on the Tigers, two to one. At game in the bottom of the third, live numbers currently down.
4: Red Sox in their traditional city connect blue and yellows. Obviously, of course, yep. <laughs> Very easy for us to identify yeah. because <laughs> yeah. every yeah. time
2: because we have to keep one eye like you know <laughs> we're right. we're doing all, so like it's easy when we look up and can just go oh, okay whatever. Yeah. And it, I, my brain still has not <laughs> no, like gotten there what game that is
4: up there. I, I don't know. Sweden is playing at Fenway.
3: <laughs> the Warriors are now playing yeah. baseball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Braves up on the Giants one to nothing. That came in the top of the third. Braves minus 255 live. Giants plus 205, 6.5. Your live total, juiced to the over in the hockey game that starts allegedly in 13 minutes. The Avalanche at the Lightning game three over at DraftKings. We sit at Lightning minus 115 on the money line. Avalanche minus 105. We see minus one twenty here at South Point on the Lightning. Uh, total set at six, underjuiced over at DraftKings to one twenty-five.
2: Mark Messier looks like he could just suit up, yes. and go today <laughs> and destroy people. like and go yes today. I was uh, I was I was watching a game with one of one of my buddies who's a Rangers fan, and he was talking about Messier and stuff. And I said, I was like, God, that guy is in really good. How old is he? And you look, and he's, near, he's nearly sixty. For one, mm-hmm. and two, I guess I don't I don't follow hockey Twitter, but he goes, oh, you haven't seen all this stuff, and so he just starts showing me, like on commercial breaks, he'll just get down and start doing push ups and stuff, and like whatever, like it, that's just who he is. Still, he would still suit up and strike fear into the hearts of, of, of humans out there
4: for sure. Rangers fans, not to mention Oilers fans, but Rangers fans will certainly uh, have him as the, their one of their all timers in uh, New York sports lore. That's for sure. want to ask you more about the. uh the uh, United States Open. Well, specifically, let's move ahead because the the Open Championship is what in three and a half weeks.
2: Yes, it is. Yeah, the twelfth. You, like yeah. you have any bets
4: there yet? I put in
2: I put in one on Scotty after round three. Scotty Scheffler so after Saturday, um, because. I kind of felt like he was going to come back and win on Sunday. I kind of felt, and and then the numbers were going to be gone. So I was able to find a 15 on him. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the best number by the time it all said and done and it comes around or something. I just, I just, again, it's like with these majors, it's very few opportunities that we get where we can make bets weeks in advance because they just don't have up odds for other tournaments weeks in advance. So I, uh, I took a 15 on him. I don't, you know, Cardinal. It might be the worst. It might be a terrible number by th- by the time it gets here, but I-, I thought it wouldn't
3: be. He's twelve at DraftKings right now, so you beat you beat the number there. I- I'm with you. I guess I guess that number specifically is like a tricky one, right? A- too much shorter than that, you probably wouldn't have wanted to play yeah. it then. But you're right. I don't. I can't guarantee you're going to see something any longer than. It's that. It's
2: just one of those things where you know we we preach on this show like win equity, right? Like like. The guy is just right there every single week. And if that's, that is what I, that's all I can ask for, right? Only one person wins a golf tournament. So we're picking one out of 150 guys. I mean, so when, when you have one guy that is consistently giving you weekend sweats over and over and over and over again, that's, that's, that's what you're looking for, right? I mean, that's a guy that's giving you some real win equity, sweat equity.
4: I don't know how many times i said it on this show, but I, I certainly said it on Numbers Game many times, which is for as great as Rahm is and McIlroy and JT and you name your favorite elite golfer in the world, Morikawa, they don't show up every week, right? Maybe we're seeing it now from Rory. Maybe we're seeing it a little more consistent for some of the other guys. But they, the Scheffler's a little different. And I don't know how long it's going to last, but certainly we're over a stretch of time now where he's cut from a little bit of a different cloth as great as those guys are. You kind of have to give Scotty Scheffler some dap for uh, his consistency. Um, um, I mean, Gil, that, that's kind of why I brought it up earlier is a little bit one of my surprises from
3: the tournament was just really, I mean, you could see how well Zalatoris and Fitzpatrick were playing on Sunday. And they were dialed in. But that's where it's the... I, there is part of me that that's on board with you when you say, like, is there something different about this guy? And it was... There were the opportunities there on Sunday that that Scheffler fell just a little short of. And I I know it's – the guy shot a 67. I know I'm asking a lot here. But it it took me a long time before I was not convinced. He basically had to be in the clubhouse at five under for me to be pretty much convinced at that point he wasn't going to win the thing.
4: I know it's tough to be annoyed when you guys have winning bets going. Or bets that look to be on their way to winning at the time. Were you annoyed at all yesterday morning – Uh, with the again sort of conscious decision by NBC Despite the fact that Rory and Sam Burns yeah. were only like a stroke apart <laughs> in the same group, and I get in the same <laughs> pairing, and I get it that Burns then fell off, and so then right. they were sort of you know corroborated that they didn't have to show him. But early on, they clearly made a conscious decision. We're showing every shot of Rory's, mm-hmm. whether it's a bogey or birdie. That's what he did. He kept bogeying and birding earlier, and we're not showing a thing when it comes to Sam Burns. Yeah,
2: it was pretty. it's pr- it pretty interesting how the conscious decision definitely you could tell it was it was made somewhere along the way, and I don't yeah. know if it's because.
3: Someone higher up.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's because, <laughs> you know, he's not a great interview and he's not whatever, so I, I I don't really know what it was with all that. But, yeah, I mean, you didn't see – you saw hardly any Sam Burns at all this week. And until Sunday, he was right in the mix and, and certainly could have won the thing had he played well on Sunday. I mean, not again, not very many people did play well on Sunday. The thing that I think we got a little bit of a, a bonus for – and this is something I think that we can look at too just for majors moving, moving forward because you can bet them so far in advance – I don't know what the number was on Scotty coming out of the PGA where he missed the cut, but I promise you it was way way longer than when than after he finished T2. After he got, I mean the outright second in the playoff there at the Tar Swab the next week. Yeah. You know, and so taking advantage of an outlier performance for some of these guys that are complete studs is certainly something I'm going to be doing more of looking forward, right? Because we're going to be able to get a much better number on a guy coming off of these miscuts, cuts. And, you know, I'm going to p- probably be pretty light on this tournament this coming week or whatever. I don't, I mean, that tournament took a lot out of me. <laughs> like, this, like, that, like that tournament this week took a lot out of me. Right. Oh, I mean, man. it's just, it was, there was oh, a lot. Man, like I
3: texted you guys yesterday. I, I didn't sit down for like three like, hours. There was a lot going on. I was, on. I was
2: positive. I was going to end up losing the Masuyama somehow. Like all this, it just, it took a lot out of me. So I think I'll probably, probably be a pretty light card or something, but I've already noticed there's some pretty decent value in some of these guys that missed the cut this past week. Yes. right? I mean like you know the field's not as strong. Mito Pereira's like 50 something to one. You know like one. Cut one this past or week. Yeah, so yeah. there the, the miss cut stuff for guys that have played pretty well and then just I mean you know Mito, he missed a cut on the number right? right. I mean Right, like two rounds. Got, yeah, yeah, like missed a cut on the number right? It, it's it's like some of that stuff I do I do think presents betting opportunity that I'll be really really trying to focus a lot more in. I, I, I think that's a
3: great point. I, I think the other one that we you know we've really done more of this year Matt but I think it's just great. I think for whole country because this hasn't mattered whether it's Vegas odds or East Coast odds when I look at books but that kind of that tournament before the major, I mean use it as you can use it to watch guys for a couple rounds and then start getting a couple bets in for for the major coming up because those odds they've been hanging for a month plus if it's the masters they've been hanging them for you know yeah. for 10 months but like they've been hanging these odds for a month plus they get bet into a little bit, but not much, so the books are barely moving them. So a week before the major, you can get a chance to get your eyes on a couple guys you, you're mm-hmm. li- you like uh, in, in the upcoming eight major and get bets in at much better numbers
2: than when the books actually go and adjust stuff on Monday. And I think the other thing here, though, Gil, like, so a guy like Scheffler, a guy like Zalatoris, and yes, he fell off on Sunday, but a guy like Burns and some of these other guys, what I think the what we also learned with this is, is these guys are. I'm not gonna say course proof, but basically course proof, right? I mean yeah. this was a completely different course than the week before, it was a completely different course than the week before this. The conditions were way worse. It got cold, it was windy, the the rough was incredibly penal, like all the different stuff like that. Beetle. And they were able to They were able to navigate this and and put together good showings, right, like over the various different conditions and things like that, which, again, there are some of these guys, like, again, Fitzpatrick, we we specifically honed in on this one because he's a grinder. We needed a low-scoring event for him to win. He wins at six under, right? The the handicap just happened to to manifest and play out there. But, like, you know, Zal Torres, Scheffler, Burns, some of these other guys, like, they can win birdie fest just like they can win grinder fests and and things like that, and the course conditions don't really matter. We have
4: about 15 golfers on tour who might be course proof. The game has never been in better state of affairs. Now, some of us picked Scotty Scheffler one and done at the PGA, and that might prove to be our one and done undoing. That's another story entirely. (laughs) We'll find out the damage done. Oh, That's definitely in first place. Did I go all the way to last is the only question. That's coming up as well. Fruit Baskets next, though, right here on Beeson's Primetime Action.
1: No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Hey, before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data.
0: Splitting bets!
4: Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vison.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen... It's time for Fruit Baskets.
1: Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the Primetime Action Crew win this weekend.
2: Got your honors, Your Honor. Going to do a little zigging and zagging here because I'm going to start out with a rotten fruit basket. Uh-oh. The Cowboy Cerrone and Joe Lozon, who got their fight canceled for the second time, I took a chance on... On uh, Joe Lozon and a nice little handicap of, you know, hey, look, Donald Cerrone, old man River at this point, you know, taking a lot of beatings. So let's go ahead. Mother. Let's get a, a, an over 3-1 to one here on a finish. I was with you. I and then bet. they canceled the fight for the second time on a Saturday morning of the event. And I'm like, what, what, what's, going on? what's going on here? Why did I take the time to break this whole thing down? Are you going to cancel the fight? I mean, they made way. I mean, the the let's whole thing. go, Miss. Set him around.
4: <laughs> Sorry, man, you're in a tight game. Four, three.
2: Not anymore. They're just going to keep on scoring back and forth. Yeah. This was This seems to be one of those.
4: Uh, uh, by the way, I was Saturday morning. I had that same experience. Yeah. I was like, "Why is this money back in my account? Yeah. What did I win? Yeah. I can't remember. What did I bet Exactly.
2: On? Oh, I didn't win. I didn't win. Yeah. It's a refund. Yeah. So uh, great. Were Thanks those? For uh, that.
3: Were those pictures we saw? Were those actually the weigh-in shots from him? Because Joe Loza looks looks horrible in these in this picture.
2: <laughs> I don't know if these were the actions. He's those are to check on his. I would think they're just not. Facing. Those are just picture. stock photo. I think those yeah, are just yeah, stock yeah. Just just pictures, stock but he looks terrible images. in this one. <laughs> those are just stock images. <laughs> you yeah, guys should have known. Like with like that, for Again, sure. Again, we are not
4: positions. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> that looks
2: like the 170 version of, of Cowboy right there, not the 155 version. Uh, secondly, and this does has nothing to do with tonight's game w- whatsoever, but I have a rooting interest in Arkansas baseball just because I decided to bet on them uh, in the futures market before the tournament started. And I was like, hey, look, I've got a rooting interest in them anyway. I'll go ahead and just bet this game. That's a, they're a slight underdog. Ah. I think that you know, at best, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and, and put some money on them. Kelly actually did the same thing because we were exchanging some text messages. Two touchdowns and a field goal later, seventeen Let's runs go. across for Arkansas. The easiest, no sweat, college baseball victory I've ever had. And guess what? Brings me to one and zero on the season. I'm a perfect Arkansas before
4: this I coming bet that one coming though. into the. Oh, you didn't bet it. I didn't bet that one though. Coming, I bet a different one this weekend. Coming into this game, Arkansas in six postseason games has scored 69 runs. Is that good? That's a that's lot. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, next for me, uh, he
2: didn't quite get it done, though it would have cashed an outright ticket had he got it done, is, is one Scotty Scheffler. But as you guys will will know, and, and we'll have an update a little bit later in the show here, you know, the reason we love this money that's like sitting here on this desk Scotty and the reason that we, that we love all of our little – Fun first touchdown props and all the things like that is because yeah, it's great taking the sports books money, but it's even better when it's when it's these two guys' money. And and, and Scotty Scheffler, even though he didn't win, he did finish second, which was good for one over $1.5 million. Uh, And you're like, what does that have to do with anything, Matt? Well, he was my one and done this week. And with that, I am rocket ship Mm -hmm. into first place here,
4: probably by a lot. Shouldn't you and Kelly have to split it because you both at this
2: point, (laughs) probably by a lot. And again, it's, it's not money. It's it's a steak dinner, but still, it tastes so much better when one of these two guys have to buy it. Yeah. So that's yes, all that's. Really, oh, yes, what,
4: what a play by the Arkansas pitcher.
2: That's all that really matters in this one. And then finally, of course, uh, we've already talked about it. But Matt Fitzpatrick gets home a 39-to-1 ticket my seventh outright of the season here. So uh feeling feeling pretty good about this this golf season. But as I tweeted, um, as good as this golf season has been, I'm sure that just means the the NFL will. Remind me just how brutal and harsh sports betting can actually be, and it is not all rainbows and unicorns. Enjoy and, it while you can. Yeah, and uh, all the things like that. But uh, another another outright hit here for uh, for Matt Fitzpatrick, and it was a uh, again a thirty nine to one that we've been talking about here for 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 several weeks here
4: on the show. So it felt felt pretty good to get that one home. Fruit basket to the twenty twenty two Men's College World Series in Omaha, Nebraska, for me. Just what a what an enjoyable betting experience and a baseball experience, quite frankly, this has been, uh, were not for the futures, which I'll get to momentarily. I'm just talking about like game-to-game bets, the chronic undervaluing of certain teams like Ole Miss, like Arkansas, like Oklahoma, the chronic overfest that has existed. It didn't happen this morning, I must admit, but uh, it's just been a betting boon on a game-to-game basis, day-to-day basis, let alone the futures. Now, as far as the fruit baskets to the futures, is that going to get a man home? Uh, No. 6-3 6-3 to three, Ole Miss going to the bottom of the third. Uh, Ole Miss and Texas A&M fruit baskets to both universities for both being alive. Ole Miss, I have it 100-1 to one to win it all again. This game right here, humongous. Whoever wins this Ole Miss-Arkansas game will need but one win in the next two to get to the championship best of three and will literally only need to win three more games after tonight to win it all. So Ole Miss and Texas A&M Fruit Baskets, Ole Miss, that's their path. Texas A&M's a little more difficult having lost already.
3: Kelly. Yeah, I'm going to start it with the big one. Fancy, getting it done, getting it home. I think it was just three straight tournaments, I bet, it outright on them. So getting one home was nice, that's for there you sure. go. I think the best part about this one, I texted this to you guys yesterday. Matt, you bet him, what, a month ago? I bet him two and a half weeks ago. We've been talking about him on this show for over two weeks now, so I, that is—it's always comforting to know that. I know sometimes when we do our golf breakdowns on Wednesday nights, it's late for some people to try to get bets turned around in in their accounts if they are—they do want to follow us on stuff. But this guy, we've been talking about for weeks, so hopefully you were able to get a, get a piece of Fitzpatrick. That was that was real nice. Uh, his guy, we've been high on the past few weeks here, really getting home. Uh, three for three now for me in majors, Gil. One other outright that's that's all this year. Three for three on majors on the really? out Only one other outright that I've hit, but 12 tournaments with a second-place finish. So
4: You're going for the betting Grand Slam. Yeah. yeah, I am. Yeah, I am.
3: Wow. Yeah, we'll see. Get it done. I need to. Yeah, I need to get it done because all, all those time...
4: second places are not fun. The last time that happened was Rod Laver in 1969. That's right, as we all know.
3: Um, all right, let's see. What do I got here next? The other two golfers I wanted to highlight, King and Bradley heading back home to the Northeast. <laughs> Cash is a nice six to one top ten bet for me. That was uh that was nice. I needed the birdie for it that he made on 17, and then needed him to save par on 18, which he did. That clinched it. Xander Shoffley, you actually biggest bet I had was a Xander Shoffley matchup bet. Uh, that he won over Cameron Smith because Cameron Smith didn't make the cut so that was that was nice and then I uh, didn't even realize it till the end of the tournament but Xander just kind of slid into that top 20 range so that cashed another bet. Not many other caches on the finishing positions. That was pretty brutal this week. So, uh, good yeah. job by those yeah, guys. Xander was and, one
2: of the few that finished under par. Like I mean, yeah, yeah. we talked about like how important it was to even if you were just two under, which he was, it just rocketed you up the up the scoreboard because so many guys were over par. It was wild. Yeah. It was wild. I thought he had a chance too
3: for a second. Keegan was Keegan was coming on strong with some confidence. Uh, and then my last fruit basket, old Miss baseball is the one I bet this weekend. Yes. Getting that done. They got home on Saturday, I believe that was. Ole Miss cash that one. So, 3-0. I'm 3-0 in College World Series betting. I'm hooked. I'm with you, Gil. Let's roll. Let's
0: go, Rebels.
3: Nothing tonight, though. <laughs> still <laughs> yeah, still yeah. waiting on my people to tell me what I'm betting tomorrow. And I'll take anyone's advice on this.
4: Your people? You have people? Yeah, my now? people. You, Ben. Wow. That's about it. I know it scoreless. Just, scoreless. No one's won yet. We've started the hockey game. We're scoreless. We really doing the Matt Brown thing where if we go scoreless at the end of this period, we're adding people? We got to have a winner today. Okay. We got to have a winner. Yeah. <laughs> Flood the zone with players. Yeah. Okay. We, we got to have a winner. Let's see how bad we really are at this? Oh. Oh. A little kick save.
3: Now the other part of that is, see, like you guys went Oppo Teams, which is smart. We yeah. should probably, if we're going that deep, should probably all be thinking about like different lines, right, that they play on.
2: Okay, you do that. You yeah. do that. Right. Going.
3: Yeah. I can't name two guys on the same
2: line. What do you tell? Well, then what about? are you? Come on. I'm just saying, there's actually how probably how you a up a strategy to... that we can't actually follow through with. <laughs> you could Google it. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't even. Know. How do you even find out what lines are? What I guess if there's a depth chart or something like that.
4: You brought up Keegan Brad, Bradley. We were we were trying to well not this morning but but Joe Pita, who uh, wrote the uh, analytics book on the Masters was on a numbers game this morning talking about the U.S. Open was trying to figure out what's what's the most random golf major winner. Keegan Bradley's up on that list, isn't he? Oh, he's he's up there. Jeff he, Ogilvy. He's up there. He's not. He, I don't think he's number one. He's probably not even top five. Well, he's playing so well now that he probably has played himself out of that conversation. Right? Yeah. Like, he's still competitive. Jeff Ogilvie comes to mind. I
3: mean, ex- except for a couple years stretch, though, Matt, like he's, Keegan's always been known as a very good golfer on very tough courses. No. Like there are those guys who dominate easy courses, and Keegan doesn't, he kind of struggles on those, but he usually plays tough golf courses pretty well. And that's kind of what he's been known for. So they, I don't think it was, no. it was no surprise for me to see him end up where he was at this weekend. But I mean, yes, he is definitely one of these standouts when you look at who's won a major. At
4: is room. is there anything? How enjoyable was that event from a betting perspective? I know you guys ended up winning, but just, just the whole experience. Oh, it of was it. it was an amazing tournament. Yeah. And you know what the best part about it was to me? How much did live
3: golfers matter at all? Zero. That's Zero. how good of a PGA Tour product.
4: Some, it some rumors we're going to have a couple added this week. We'll see. We'll come back. We uh, mentioned some big NBA Eastern Conference news at the top. We'll look at Eastern Conference odds for next year next. Beeson's primetime action.
0: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in the Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. It could be free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. We have a goal. Nishishkin. Has put the biscuit in the basket, past Andre Vasilevsky, and the Avalanche already up two games to nothing in the best of seven Stanley Cup Finals. Draw first blood. Oh, Ooh, wait, are we reviewing? Yeah, Jeremy says he thinks it's coming back. Might be coming back.
2: Oh, the bet is still live. Then, oh,
4: Matt, you know, whenever a blue lines involved, yeah, that's that was, not good.
2: That's no. And here's the situation the <laughs> Andy's that's that's Andy. Andy, Andy Andy's making in the <laughs> situation a room and Andy's
4: talking to the uh, the yeah. officials on the uh, on the ice. And he's like, look, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that lo- I, I couldn't tell you what I think about that. But based on where they're stopping it, it appears as though that could be disallowed. We shall see. Either way, this is continuing because he's not one of our guys.
3: Right, yeah. yeah. So
4: we're continuing. This is the guy who also right.
3: I, I accidentally thought his, uh, his his jersey read Hutchinson last game. That's
4: correct. You did.
3: Uh, I was like, "What's that guy's name?" I think
4: Hutchinson just scored. No, A- not Aiden even close. Hutchinson plays for the uh, plays for the Avalanche.
3: There right, goes. Would you like more random major winners in the two well, thousands? Yes, please. Okay, number one. Is the one we just went over. I, found, I actually just found a great a great, uh, list on CBS Sports. The Ranking the 10 worst golfers to win a major oh, championship. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. uh, I won't go with the ones. Go Some of them go way far back, though. Sean McKeel? Mike, Michael? I
4: don't even know the guy's name. Won the 2003 PGA Championship. I, I do not believe you are talking about a real person.
3: Yeah, that's number one on their list for worst golfers to ever win Got to be,
2: because I don't even remember that. Number three. So, so, so looking up Sean McKeel, though? Yeah. So you know, once you win one of these things, you you can just play. Yeah, them you're exempt from for everything for life. Basically. He has he has played um, every year, and every year since 2012 he has been cut. So he's been cut <laughs> for the last decade. <laughs> That's he's, great. He's been cut ten straight years in a row.
4: Wait, but, how do you uh, how do you spell his last name? M I C H E E L.
2: Oh, vaguely. It was his only PGA Tour win. He does have an Asian tour win, but that was back in 98. Well, who could forget
4: that? Yeah.
3: All right, with number three on this list, Paul Lowry, or Lowry, the 1999 British Open
4: winner. I remember that. Yep.
3: He has never won in the United States of America. I see that note here. Uh, You have Rich Beam, the 2002 PGA champion. Remember that? Somehow I remember that, but not Sean McKeel. He's won three times uh, on the tour. Let's see, we have... Michael Campbell, the 2005 U.S. Open winner, I do remember that one.
4: Michael Campbell won the U.S. Open. Yep. Wow. Todd Hamilton, the 2004 British Open winner. Something happened to me in those years where I just have a complete blind spot. Yeah. Also, what aren't these like these? Think are like, how far golf has these come. Are like prime Tiger Woods years. These. Too. Th- th- think how far. Remember, but remember, Tiger yep. would have up. You know those. Those injury swoons and stuff. I wonder if that was before he, like, rebounded and came back even stronger. That's what I'm trying to remember. Like, he would have been young then. Gold disallowed.
2: Okay, we're live. Well, we were live anyway. We're live. Um, (laughs) We're live. So, like, going back to – so, like, Todd Hamilton. It's weird, too, when you look at some of these guys. It's like they just caught this weird heater in a moment in time. Yeah. So, he's won two tournaments ever. They were – in March of 2004, and then he won the Open in July of 2004. That's amazing. And then that's it. And then like that's the last time we've ever heard of this guy. So and if, was if just I like... was
3: him, if I was him, whatever course he won the Open at, I would just hang around there all day. <laughs> Remember every day. Like me? Remember I'd, me? I'd be the guy at the clubhouse with like, where's that? Who's that guy at the bar every day at one o'clock? I'd be like, ah,
4: that's that's, that's, that's Kelly Bidlin. He won a major like 27 <laughs> years ago. This is this is just a testament though to the effect that Tiger Woods had on a generation of golfers. Because the sport has never been healthier. Never been healthier. We just talked about there's 15 guys out there who are course-proof. And, and Jimmy Walker, we would take Jimmy Walker was the number one golfer in the world at one point. Are we sure of that? No, no. no. I, I said I think he was. I, I think was. he was. For a, for a minute, I think he was. Think about that. That's crazy. That, that Todd Hamilton
2: beat Ernie Els in a playoff to win the Open. Oh, man. Third, Phil Mickelson. Fourth, Lee Westwood. Fifth, Davis Love III. Seventh, Retief Goosen and Scott Verplank. Mm-hmm. And then T9, Tiger Woods and Mike Weir. Ow.
4: Todd Hamilton? <laughs>
2: Todd Hamilton. What happened to me, those? Like, I don't remember <laughs> that. I don't remember that either. And yeah. I was, I've. I, I've been watching golf since birth because right. my dad, would like literally, that's all he would put on television. So it's I, I, and I don't
4: remember. I don't remember that. Wow. Okay. Takes down Ernie Else. Odds to win right. the Eastern Conference in the NBA next year. We talked about the top of the show in case you missed it today. Uh, a couple bits of news in the NBA: Kyrie Irving and the Nets at an impasse in conversations about his future in Brooklyn which would clear the way for the seven-time All-Star to consider the open market. The Lakers and Knicks have emerged already among potential suitors. That from Shams Charania. And then Doc Rivers saying today that James Harden will sign a huge deal. Those are his words. Huge deal with the Sixers. That, he told, to TMZ Sports. So, with that as a backdrop, here are the odds to win the Eastern Conference, specifically next year. This per DraftKings. The Celtics, the defending Eastern Conference champs, plus 265. The Brooklyn Nets, as long as Kyrie's there, plus 270 last year's defending champion or last year's champion I should say the bucks plus 360 the aforementioned sixers along with kelly's heat 7 to 1 apiece everybody else a distance from those five teams there is literally nothing here i would bet
3: yeah draftkings just released uh these today or over the weekend they we we saw finals odds for the past couple weeks split up the conferences here over the past uh, couple days these got released yeah I don't know anything could go to run to bet now but I mean this is a great example of what numbers look like now and how they can change based off of news and anything that might happen with signings or or obviously trades if that happens but um yeah I mean I think like we talked about with championship odds it's it's usually longer shots here or pass cuz you'll probably be able to get something in season. What's, so,
2: what's more of a logjam the East or the West? Well, so if we want to if we wanted to make a bet on this board based no, on nothing but news. The owner of the Hawks came out today and said he is willing to pay whatever over the luxury tax. Yeah, he's to put a championship caliber team on the court is what he said today. Now, we've heard these grand statements before do they pan out who knows but 22 to 1 what if they oh, got in yeah. the sweepstakes for any anybody basically at this point they were just like look we are i'm rich i don't care about I don't care about money as much as I should, and I'm going to just pay as much money as needed to to put a team out there that I'm proud of.
3: I think there's there, there's also a, a you're you're right in saying well whatever you know take what he's saying with a grain of salt but there's a track record of that already right he came out after last season to or two seasons ago I guess now two seasons ago after the Hawks had that run they he went out and basically overpaid to keep that core group together. Because they wanted to run it back and see if they could do it last year things that started off so poorly for them in Atlanta, they then came out and said basically everybody was on the trading block heading into heading into the trade deadline. So I think that, that shows you time and time again, this guy's been willing to make moves and make major moves. And then we've heard for six months now that basically John Collins is being shopped around. And then what did we just report earlier in the show? That Clint Capella is someone they're having talks about as well. So yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think we should be surprised at all if Atlanta makes some major roster changes. Uh, I mean, it would be them them or the Cavs, I guess I would have circled right now to keep an eye on what they do here.
4: By point of comparison, the Warriors spent $346 million in combined salary and luxury taxes last year. Got them a championship, though. Second priciest group of players ever assembled in the history of North American sports that's what you're trying to compete with. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, if he says he'll buy a good team, I mean, again, we'll see. There are things there are things to happen this offseason, right? I mean, there're like something something big will happen at some point. Some big trade, some big, you know, again, we talked about the top of the day. I mean, at the end of the day, Kyrie could opt out, right? He could opt out. And yeah, well, I mean, one thing you know, you can't bet that Nets number right
3: now. I mean, there's there's things that could be happening there. You can't bet that right now.
2: Yeah, that number is. If
3: if I if I had to bet something, played that game. I mean, I wouldn't. If I'm getting, you're going to tell me I'm getting the Bucks at the third the third, you know, shortest odds here in the East. I, I've got the best player in the world to give me that all day long.
4: Last year, Eastern Conference, I think they were about plus four fifty comparing to what they are now plus 360. By the way, here are the odds to win it all for your uh you know just a refresher course here. Clippers, Warriors, Celtics all six to one. Nets right there at plus six fifty. The only other teams in single digits, last year's NBA finalists, the Bucks and the Suns, eight to one and nine to one, respectively. I like some of those 15 to 1s though. Nuggets, Mavs. You guys like the Pelicans 40 to 1 or a flyer as well. We'll come back. Among other things. We'll talk about, well, top two in divisions in the NFL. You can bet on that as well. Beeson's primetime action.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
2: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
4: Gabriel Landeskog scores for Colorado. We didn't have him either. Wait, wait, wait. wait, we didn't either. Either.
3: wait Again, wait. we didn't have him.
4: After last week, ne- wait. neither of you guys... Did Landeskog put his stick on another one? Yeah, he scored the same way. No, he it did.
2: ricocheted off his hip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then it. was going in regardless. He didn't have to hit it with his stick. Look, it went off his leg, and wow. he gets the goal. All right. He just stole I want,
4: another one. From I want to know who shot that. <laughs> who shot? If that's one of my guys again, I swear. <laughs> who, who? Wait, was who was nine? it? Who was it? Rantanen. Oh my God. Was that you? Had you had him right? twice. Twice, this, twice, twice <laughs> this happened. Rantanen was the first. Was in the game one too. And Landis God just like, sits there and, and vultures it.
3: I saw you guys giving each other looks. I, I thought one of you uh, had him, and maybe you had stolen from the other person. I've won this twice. So we no, picked-
2: but that one wasn't going in regard. It went off the goalie and then bounced back off the goalie onto the guy. Who no, it was, was trickling Yeah, it was, in. Going in. It was trickling No, it in. hit off of homeboy's leg to go in did it? Yeah. Hmm. It hit off Landis Clog's leg. Landis
3: who's? Yeah, and I'm getting I'm getting word from our hockey expert Jeremy Wangle because he's the only person we have that knows anything about hockey that it would have been Landis Clog's goal anyways.
2: Yeah, cuz it went off his leg right. and then he just happened to hit it with his little stick.
3: Yeah. Once you get ricocheted off of, you're the goal scorer. This I guess. game is up. Up. Shoot. Oh boy! Oh, it did.
4: so now we're we're, we're just keeping we're rolling. We're keep it. rolling. We're just keep rolling. But at the end of the period, are we? We're adding? Yeah, we got to add we have one two. more. We got to have a winner. The, end end of the first period, if
2: we, we have a winner, I can't no. walk out of here with no one winning. I, I want you guys to take my money, or I want
4: to take your money. Still got half a first period to go. One yeah. to one to nothing, Colorado after their first. You goal.
3: think you're out of Cog after? Uh,
4: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe I will. He might get two goals. Yeah, who gets first? Who gets first pick after this? Me? Yeah,
3: we'll just reverse it. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with guilt since he should have been over twice already. What uh, a joke.
4: We are, uh,
2: jeez. <coughs> well, one out away from heading to the bottom of the sixth, and Garrett Cole has not allowed a hit for. Oh, is that yeah. right? That's good. So, yes. All right, make a play. So the, the pitching duel that we were uh, looking for in this one is uh, has manifested. Uh, the Yankees only have four hits against uh, McClanahan. And uh, the Rays have none.
4: I have taken it upon me to compare the Yankees' record to the 2001 Mariners, who eventually won 116 games at this precise time of year. And even with the Yankees having lost yesterday, the Yankees are trailing the 2001 Mariners by three games. That's it. <laughs> it's incredible. It's ridiculous. That's yeah, it. Cool, the five
2: innings, 10 Ks. Pretty good. Yeah. Five innings, 10 Ks
4: for him. As I am saying, we, we, the pendulum almost swung too much on Cole in terms of the perception after last year. But
2: then, as we always talk about, when you strike that many people out, yep. his pitch count's already at 86.
4: That's right. That's right. You're in, you are not yeah. uh, efficient in mm-hmm. that way. That's right. Ole Miss up on Arkansas, 6-3, to three, bottom of the fourth. Ole Miss, excuse me, Arkansas with one on and two down. Let's get out of this, Rebels. Huge, huge College World Series game for those of us who are uh, betting on that kind of thing. We got the uh, the typical post-goal fight that happens cuz like, you
2: know, <laughs> like anytime a goal happens. I'm angry you have that to you fight. Scored. Yes, you have to fight afterwards. Oh, is that, a, is that a power play? So I think we have a power play for the Lightning in this, I believe.
4: Lightning, by the way, beyond our little stupid let's game. Let's keep in mind the Lightning lose here and they're trailing one to nothing. They are down 3 to nothing. Yeah. Now in the history of hockey, there have been a handful of historical comebacks. From three to nothing. Why? Because hockey's completely random. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it would be in basketball, but yes. Just gi- just give us a, a game
3: five at least, please. Somebody. I'd, I'd like to get through this week with content.
4: A couple golf tweets. <laughs> Kelly just wants con- <laughs> just want content. I just want to be able to produce a show, man. Jason H11. Uh, I bet Zalatoris to win the Open Championship a while back. At 66-1, to figure he can blow it all over the joint at St. Andrews and get away with it. Lower greens may help get his putter hot. What do you think about that? Yeah,
2: I mean, well, the one thing about that, right, is, I mean— Link Style, he's just, kind of like, he might hit it on, like, four holes over or something or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, you can just keep yeah. playing. like You just keep going. There's
4: a dude at the College World Series whose only job is to get beach balls off the field when they come in from outfield. It's obnoxious. Eight different times he's had to do this. It's, it's
2: obnoxious.
4: That's yep. been going on for, like, <laughs> 25 years. So, it's, so,
2: it's obnoxious. Like, uh, it's just, I've never gotten that. I've just never really... The beach ball thing? Well, just... Doing something like that, yeah. like, I just never have gotten it. Yeah, I like, enjoy it, like, a concert. Who thinks it's, it's like at a concert? Yeah, what are you? Doing? Yeah. Like, who thinks like how, before yeah, we go the to crowd. the game, mm-hmm. be sure and go get that beach ball? You yeah. know, before we go to the game,
4: oh, gotta get a beach ball. Gotta get a beach ball. It, it's,
3: it's different. Yeah, it's very different
4: in a sporting event. Yeah, you can't yeah. have that, and it interrupts. Chris Hartman, Gil, I need more analysis from two dudes who won on Fitz because of a fifty-foot birdie putt on thirteen and a drive so blanky it hit a patron and kicked into the patron's walkway down grain no less the lead to another to lead to another birdie laughing emoji can you get them to share their model a little more sure i mean that's if you're talking about like
2: fortunate stuff that happened i mean that happened to everybody that was even close to the top Scotty Scheffler eagled a par 5 uh, that he couldn't even see the hole and he like hit it up over the blind shot and then it spun back into the hole i mean like if you're talking about like random things That go right. Yeah, I mean
4: for you in golf You're gonna you're gonna need some of those. Yeah. Like you're going
2: you're you're gonna have to have just random things go go your way with with different things like that. I mean like and again for every for every long putt he made I mean he missed a, a lot of like mid-range and short putts throughout the course of, of the week as well. Yeah,
3: for ones that I mean he doesn't normally miss, right? I yeah. mean that was the one concern with him yesterday was 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 the putting that you don't normally see from Fitzpatrick on the bad side. And I don't know exactly what hole he was referring to, but I mean everybody was going right on that 18. Everybody there that was strategy hitting it into the long stuff or trying to be on the right side of the fairway or in the long stuff on 18 because all the grass was trampled down by the crowds, so they were staying away from. The, uh, the traps on the left side. Now Fitzpatrick did not do that on his, you know, seventy second hole. Went right in that
2: horrible trap and then hit an amazing shot out of it. Yeah, I mean, if you if you just look at, I mean, if we just look at long term, um, and then even short term statistics. I mean, Fitzpatrick's been absolutely the most one of the most consistent players on tour. Um, I mean, and for
3: the things that we valued, right Matt, I mean, he was, he was top 10 in the field in around the green approach, um, I mean, bogey avoidance, which obviously came in huge at a U.S. Open. Uh, I think he was second in that.
2: I, I mean, those were the things that we were weighing heavily. On, in the, on the entire PGA Tour, for the last 36 rounds played, which is a nice... Long termish, but also still short termish enough to show you kind of what what people have been doing. Third overall strokes gain total, eleventh tee to green, sixteenth ball striking, thirty fifth short game, fourteenth off the tee, thirtieth approach. Like he's he, so he's he's inside the top thirty five in on the entire PGA Tour in every single category that, that you can get. And by the way, I don't know if you you guys saw this too, but he was oh the lightning Sorelli. Then we don't have no one has him. no one has no him. <laughs>
4: We are so bad at this. We're, it's we're, comical. Lightning. <laughs> Even it up. The equalizer. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. look at that, buddy. Oh, Still available. He, w- he was one
3: of the guys. It was both these guys last time, too.
4: Everyone's going to score, but the guys we picked. Sorelli scored last <laughs> time. Yes, wasn't it? Wasn't it Sorelli and Landeskog? They did it to us last time. Uh, Landeskog definitely I did think? It. Uh Think? Don't drop. Get that. Uh, yes. Whew, get out of the inning. Um, BGG. McElroy, the only player to finish top 10. In the three majors thus far, second, eighth, and fifth. Thank you for that, BGG. And then a lot of people chiming in on the uh, most random or the worst golfers-to-win majors past 25 years. Uh, Jason H11, past 25 years, said Y.E. Yang. Yeah, Yes, as Jim Nance famously called in the 2009 PGA. Michael Campbell 05, Sean McKyle or McKeel, uh, 03 PGA, Rich Beam. 2002 PGA, Paul Lowry, 99 British, the guys we were talking about. Um... Richard Nosera chimes in about the worst golf major winners. He goes Y.E. Yang as well, would have to be at the top of the list. Took down Tiger Woods head-to-head at the 2009 PGA. Haven't been heard from since. Yeah, we remember that for sure. But the thing with, again, is it Michael or McKeel? Like, I don't even remember that.
3: <laughs> I, and I think this list is a little bit skewed just because we have, like, we're talking the most recent ones, Right.
4: Yes. like, like yeah, why? Yeah, no, you can't go back fifty years. Then we don't know any of but them. But even
3: like the yeah. di- the difference between two thousand nine and two thousand two is a pretty big difference
2: when we look back twenty years. Is right? It, I mean, has
4: any sport changed more? I mean, those guys aren't those kinds of people don't win majors anymore.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, just to drive home one last thing here, just because I'm, I'm, I'm just curious as to what you know, someone's not seeing or I, I was seeing. So, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick's season so far dating back to the Pebble Beach program in February. T6, fe- uh, Waste Management, T10, Arnold Palmer, T9, Valspar, T5. He was seven top tens heading into the match, match play, he was T18. He was T14 at the Masters, T2 at the Wells Fargo, T5 at the PGA, T10 at the Canadian, and then he won the U.S. Open. That's a pretty damn good season by any stretch of the imagination. Yep.
4: Pretty, pretty good. By the way, uh, O'Neill Cruz of <laughs> the Pirates, six foot seven shortstop, he has a RBI double that was one hundred and twelve point nine miles an hour. I might add, off the bat, <laughs> was that a three RBI double? Was it? <laughs> yes, a three RBI double, and the fastest throw from shortstop to first base this whole season ninety six point seven miles per hour. How about
0: that? Coming back on Veasan's primetime action.